Corey Stremen. Welcome to the Rochester Rising podcast, where we amplify the stories of entrepreneurs in Rochester, Minnesota. Thank you for spending some time with us today to learn more about small business and the culture of entrepreneurship in Rochester. We hope that you learned something today from a local entrepreneur that can help you with your own journey. Rochester Rising is part of Collider, a Rochester-based nonprofit that activates, connects, and empowers early-stage entrepreneurs in our community. You can learn more about Collider and how our organization can help accelerate and assist your journey at collider.mn. We release a podcast episode the second Wednesday of each month here at Rochester Rising, which you can find on the Collider website or wherever you best like to listen to your podcasts, including on YouTube. We also have many articles and videos that we have created over the years telling the stories of both new and very experienced business owners. You can find all of that content on our website. We launched Rochester Rising in 2016 to tell stories of entrepreneurship taking place within the city of Rochester, Minnesota, especially stories that otherwise would not have been told, and to take the time to understand each entrepreneur and what their experience has been like in this community. If you find value in this podcast, please consider donating and lending support to Collider's efforts to share the stories of Rochester entrepreneurs and inspire others on their journey. We use the local business for giving for our fundraising. You can find more information about our tip jar and how to donate through Forgiving in our show notes. I want to take a moment to thank our storytelling sponsor, Fredrickson & Byron, for their support. Their Midwest-based law firm is known as the firm where law and business meet. Their attorneys provide practical legal advice and advocacy to help people achieve their business goals. Just as Collider amplifies the voices of Rochester's business community, Fredrickson & Byron helps new and growing businesses with a full range of services, combining a common-sense approach with decades of experience to get things done for clients. Without further ado, let's get started. This week on the podcast, we chat with Maria Serbis, who runs a stress reduction consultation business. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast with me today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Of course. So to get started, tell me about you. What are your favorite hobbies and activities outside of running your own business? Well, I live with my husband, Tom, and I have a three-year-old going to be four-year-old this summer. So I would say uh, my son keeps us pretty busy (laughs) when I'm not working in my business. Um, But some other things that I enjoy doing are going to yoga classes, um, spending time outside. We have two dogs, so we like to play ball with them, fetch, um, doing some fun summer things. And then I also enjoy reading, and I'm kind of a lifelong learner, so I love finding different continuing ed courses, webinars listening to podcasts, things like that. So what did you do before opening your own business? So prior to opening my own business, I am an occupational therapist by trade. So I've been practicing occupational therapy since 2014. Um, I definitely would say that I've worked in kind of all of the settings. So um, nursing homes, independent living senior centers. I worked at Mayo Clinic in the hospital setting and in the outpatient side, as well as community-based rehab. So I would say I I gave all the settings a fair shot before I figured out my next step. 100%. (laughs) So what made you decide to kind of change career paths and branch out on your own? Yeah, that's a good question. I would say that there was there was something missing. So 
I, I really enjoyed occupational therapy, like the principles that it's built on, which is it's a holistic profession. It's really looking at a person and, you know, are they happy? Are they thriving in their mm-hmm. environment? What are the barriers? And then OT or occupational therapists can help someone kind of overcome those barriers so they can um, kind of live out their life um, at the best of their abilities. So I liked the essence of OT, but, you know, in all the settings that I was working in, I just was finding something was missing in it for me. And the passion that I really enjoyed was helping people get down to kind of like their their bare emotions. So whether I was working sure. in the hospital, um, the nursing home, uh, outpatient rehab, whatever it was, like, you know, usually the person would be there for, I don't know, like they had a stroke or Parkinson's or a broken or something. Um, And that person would be really depressed or they were really stressed out before coming or they were going to be really stressed. Like, how do I go back to my life after this? Mm -hmm. And I found that I always liked working with that person at that emotional level. Like, how can we figure out tips and tools or skills to manage that? Mm -hmm. Because I found in any setting, once a person figures out how to manage that stress, they can think more clearly. They can make better decisions for themselves. They are more likely to go out and do what brings them joy. Sure. Um, So I would say that like, that piece was kind of missing from every job that I tried. And I just realized I wanted to extract that piece that I loved and build a business around it. Yeah. Oh, amazing. So I guess give me a little bit of a rundown kind of what you do through your business, what your kind of customer experience is like. Absolutely. So I would say that, um, and I know it's kind of one of the things that I've been thinking about as I was preparing for the podcast, but um, it's really changed what I wanted it to look like because when I started this business, so April of 2021, okay. it was still during like the heart of the pandemic. Yeah. And so I'm a people person. I really wanted to engage with people. And my goal is to engage with people through one-on-one coaching. In person, I do use a biofeedback tool. So okay. I, I want to be with that person in person because it's an ear sensor that goes on their ear. I want to help people like really dig in and find out what's your stress level at, how do you experience stress, and then how can we tackle that? Mm -hmm. Um, And then also do like in-person workshops and things. But I would say last year, you know, during the heart of the pandemic, or at least things were still you know, going and Mm -hmm. still are. Yeah. Um, People's comfort level with in-person things varies. So um, I've also then kind of gotten creative to figure out master classes or online webinars. I'm working on a workbook that people could use on their own time. So I would really say that my business focuses at the core on helping people live their best life through managing their emotions. So how to manage stress, how to shift out of, you know, sadness, grief, um, how to kind of work through the tough stuff versus I think a lot of people tend to just like keep busy, ignore it, Mm. um, stuff it down. I know that's what I used to do. So, um, I'm really aiming at helping people manage that so that they can show up and really live a life that they enjoy. Um, And so how I do that has kind of pivoted and changed um, in different ways. Absolutely. Well, to take a couple of steps back, what brought you to Rochester and what made you decide that it was the right location for you? 
uh, yes, uh, my husband and I, we moved to Rochester in 2012. I actually came here because I was accepted to the Masters of Occupational Therapy program for okay. the University of Minnesota. Sure. So technically the main um, program runs off of the Twin Cities campus. Okay. But what's nice is that um, we could choose to do the program either through the Twin Cities or the Rochester campus. And I grew up in a town of about a thousand people. So okay. I'm very used <laughs> to a small town. And not to say that I didn't want to, um, you know, go somewhere bigger. I did my undergrad at St. Cloud. So I was used to living in a bigger town, but I was not ready to go to the cities. I was like, yeah, that's a little too much for me. Mm -hmm. So Rochester was our choice or where I wanted to um, do my schooling. So I came here for that. And I really found that it kind of had everything that we were looking for. Yeah. Um, obviously, um, with Mayo Clinic here, it just seems like it's always kind of a thriving community, very health focused, as well as there was just a lot of opportunities here for myself and for my husband. Um, he does computer work, sure. so he found a company here that he likes working for. And we found a small neighborhood um, where we feel like we get that small town feel, sure. and yet we love that we're 10 minutes away from <laughs> grocery, mall, yeah, a lot of other options than we had in our small town. Totally. Um, and so it, it also really seems like a great p place for me to launch my business. Um, Rochester overall seems like a very health conscious community. Mm -hmm. And I feel like especially in the last five years, more people are like seeking out alternative health and wellness options, you know, just outside of like, you know, their physician saying, hey, go for a walk. Mm -hmm. It seems like people are really seeking out more expertise on, you know, what do I need? Is it yoga? Is it... Uh, you know, exam biofeedback. Is it Reiki? Um, I just feel like our community is kind of health health focused, so yeah. that helps for my Absolutely. business. Absolutely. Um, so you came to Rochester for education purposes. Did you find that when you were starting your business that you had to take some different education pathways? Yes, uh, I really did not realize the the curve it would be going into and starting my own business. So I'm used to diving into, like I love continuing ed courses around health and wellness, holistic options, stress management. So sign me up for any of those courses. But when it came to starting my own business, I realized I did not have a lot of the expertise that I needed. Sure. I knew, you know, what I wanted to offer. Um, I, I can think of a new product or a new service, you know, at the drop of a hat. Mm -hmm. And I um, love problem solving. How do I show up for that client experience in that moment? Yeah. But it's really hard for me to step back into more of that business CEO operations marketing hat oh, yeah. <laughs> that a totally. solopreneur wears, which I know a lot of the listeners here can understand when you're doing it all, wearing all the hats. Um, it's a lot. Mm -hmm. So I would say that I started out um, like... I worked with a holistic occupational therapist up in the cities who runs her own business. Sure. She was one of my initial mentors who I really just saw in OT kind of doing her own private practice, more like stress management coaching. So that was helpful. And then she did some mentorship sessions with me to more talk about like the business side of things, how mm -hmm. to. And then I would say I've really been fortunate to tap into some of the excellent resources that Rochester offers. So before I even heard about Collider, uh, I had worked with a SCORE mentor 
sure? Sure, sure. So SCORE is a great program in town. Um, that person, she helped me just kind of figure out the plan, where to start, connect me with some resources, um, as well as the Small Business Development Center. Mm-hmm. They've been helpful with kind of connecting me to, you know, a marketing consultant or a social media consultant at different stages as I've needed it. So I would say I've really leaned into some of those resources, listening to business podcasts. Um, like it's a lot I'm realizing, mm-hmm. but um, <laughs> it's also been fun, like kind of leaning into a different skill set that I'm used to. Right. Wonderful. So what were some of the big challenges you would say you faced when first getting started? I would say that uh, one, just like some of those big decisions right off the bat. Do I want an office? Do I need an office? Um, I knew I wanted to do one-on-one coaching. So that was probably one of the first kind of big financial leaps that I had to make right off the bat. And I should add that I'm still working part-time to give me some consistency and income right now. So that that first big decision of, ooh, do I like pay for rent somewhere because I do want to be you know, quote unquote legitimate. I want to be able to see people in an mm-hmm. office. Um, again, early on, I didn't know all the resources of like landing spots, even yeah. that you guys at Collider offer. So um, I would say the big, the financial pieces, the financial decision-making, what to invest in for my business, that's been a challenge. Um, mm-hmm. And then the, the second thing I would say is marketing. I really did not realize all that goes into marketing your services. I just thought like if I just show up, I have all these expertise, I have all this training, I have some great um, services that I can provide, but it's like using the language of my Mm -hmm. target audience to really, you know, get them to be like, yeah, I could use that. That's been a lot harder than I thought. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I do the marketing for Collider and it is... It is a challenge at times and and definitely has been a learning curve for myself as well. Um, Did you ever feel that being a female entrepreneur made it harder for you to start your business? Yes and no. Um, In that, how do I, let's see here. For that question, I would say, I feel like being a female entrepreneur was never something that was a barrier in my head as far as when I was thinking about getting into business. Sure. I never really thought, oh, I can't do this just because I'm a girl, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that being fortunate of being in Rochester the last seven to eight years, I've had the pleasure of meeting, um, making friends with, and just interacting with other fellow business owners in town that are mm-hmm. women. And I feel like that really empowered me to be like, yeah, this is possible. Women are awesome at this, you know, bringing their services. But then, you know, I would say when I stepped into this, um, started just interacting with the community, I do think that there is like a slight challenge with women in business. Mm -hmm. There's a perception that you don't really know until you're out there. I do think there's a part of me that still feels like business or entrepreneurship is kind of like a a boys club. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. The guys kind of know what's going on. And and if you meet some uh, male who they're trying to be helpful, like maybe offering some mentorship, but it can come off as, you know, oh, you're just a a little girl. How can I help you? Yeah, right. Um, And and I am very short in stature, so (laughs) that doesn't help. I know I can sometimes look like a small child, but... um, 
yeah, I do think that sometimes females can still be kind of either dismissed in business, like, oh, it's hard to take them seriously because, you know, where's where's the strong male figures in the business mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, or women are too emotional or women are too, you know, like I think even if a woman comes off as too serious or stern, people are like, oh, geez, she's not approachable. She's not mm-hmm. friendly. So I, I do, I have noticed that I think being a female in business, there is some different perceptions that we just have to be aware of. Yeah. Well, it's great to see a strong woman out there doing exactly what she wants to do and thriving and succeeding. So thank you. Of course. How would you say that you manage your own mental health as a small business owner? So I would say that I am so grateful that around 2015, so this was when I was actually working at Mayo and I was like, okay, this is the dream job I've landed. I should be happy. I should be loving my life right now. And, you know, like I said, there was still that something missing. Mm -hmm. That's around when I started stepping into my own like mental health journey because I thought like there must be something wrong with me. I must be depressed if I don't (laughs) love working (laughs) for the best hospital, you know, ever. So, (laughs) um, I would say that I'm really glad I started working on my own mental health journey. I've worked with different therapists to try to figure out what are my own limiting beliefs, what are things that um, kind of like mindset shifts that I needed to make that were, to be honest, like the start of my own evolution of thinking I could be capable to start my own business. Mm-hmm. Um but I've also really in, engaged in and tried to find tools that help me calm my body because I can feel really stressed and frustrated and then you feel stuck. Mm -hmm. So I found that yoga is really helpful for me. And I really like attending radiant soul yoga in town. They're a great studio. Um, I also had to re come back to meditation and mindfulness about a million times to finally find what works for me. But I have found, you know, a mindfulness practice that I can use as well as like right now I try to keep up with regular chiropractic sessions. Mm -hmm. Um, Reiki or energy sessions that help me out and then just some home yoga practices. Sure. But I feel like it's been kind of like 10 years in the making, like finding what works, what I needed at the right moment. And I'm, I feel really grateful that as an entrepreneur now, I have a lot of these tools and I know what works for me because it is tough. So Mm -hmm. it's been helpful. Yeah. Do you have any general stress management tips for listeners? Yes. Well, I have a whole business built around it. So it is like my passion area. We (laughs) can talk for about another hour on that topic. (laughs) But yes, uh, generally, I think with stress management, I like my main tips for listeners are one, being aware of yours. So again, I think I know that stress, frustration, overwhelm can be an uncomfortable feeling. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of people would rather just stay busy, keep doing the job, keep doing the tasks, like not have to feel it. So one, I would say just get comfortable with knowing what stress looks like and feels like for you, whether it's tension in your shoulders and not in your stomach. Um, And then instead of kind of stuffing that down, leaning into that, because that's your cue to use a tool. Mm-hmm. So once you start to realize what stress feels like for you, you can actually start to figure out what are my tools that work for me. So I just recommend exploring different things. Not everything works um, for the same person. Meditation and mindfulness is going to look very different depending on the person. Try out yoga studios, go to a dance class, check out Zumba. We have a lot of really great free options and paid options in Rochester. But I really just recommend people like work with different people follow different podcasts, like find that thing that kind of makes you feel a little bit better, helps you find joy, feels calmer in your body. And I would say it is a process. It is Mm -hmm. a journey. 
but I, I recommend everybody should kind of set out on that journey. It's very helpful. Yeah, wonderful. And what advice would you give to anyone considering starting their own business? I would tell people, one, to start leaning into the free resources. So we do have a lot of great options in Rochester, whether it's SCORE, the Small Business Development Center, Collider. I love that you guys have a walk-in Wednesday that people can just come in and brainstorm. And I also recommend, like, if you're still working, like, your main job or some kind of Mm part-time job, that's the time to start leaning into these free resources. Like start just talking to people, brainstorming, figuring out what's your passion, whether that's making stickers on the side or doing dog Mm -hmm. sitting or whatever that is. Um, Start like get the wheels going while you maybe still have your typical income coming in. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, when you're more ready to launch into your business, don't be afraid to like invest in yourself, invest in your business. I found that I mean, I can have a lot of headaches trying to do things that I just don't know, Mm -hmm. Um, whether it's the marketing or um, admin operations, whatever that piece is. Um, So don't be afraid to invest in a piece if you think it's going to be helpful for you versus just spinning your wheels, spinning your wheels, spinning your wheels. That will get very frustrating. You're going to want to give up. I've been there. It's okay to reach out and ask for help. For sure. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story and your insights on stress management. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much to Maria for sharing her story. You can learn more about Maria's services by checking out the link in our show notes. And thank you for tuning into the podcast today. We are so appreciative of your time spent listening and your support of our work here at Collider. If you know an entrepreneur who would benefit from the conversation today, please share this podcast with them so they can benefit from the experience of other business owners in the community. 